0: What would you say is one of the most common things you have seen people doing wrong in conversion rate optimization
1: so one thing that many companies do wrong is actually skipping qualitative research so what i see most people do most do actually have access to analytics but they don't really understand the users because they never actually talk to them so most of the time they do apply some best practices and they test some random hypotheses. However, they don't really know the reason why those work or don't work, because they don't have deep insight.
0: Okay and to be practical, how do you do this? So how do you get the qualitative information as well as the quantitative and combine it?
1: So the first step is really coming up with a research plan and this research plan needs to take into consideration what you need to find from new users. So, what do you know? Um, like, wh- like the first step for me is really understanding the current situation. With an initial assessment so we can have a look at the analytics which is the quantitative data, we can also do heuristic analysis which is basically looking for best practices or any major usability issues and once we have that list of let's say the weak spots we can understand okay what else are we missing, what else do we need to find out. So first step is really understanding who we want to interview, who we want to know more of, what are the type of users we want to understand better, also based on any assumptions or any data we they have.
0: When you collect all those different data points, how do you make sure others know about this so that your team knows about this, that your whole organization is well-informed?
1: It's really important to take a collaborative approach. And that's another thing I think companies don't do enough or most don't do enough without being at a higher UX maturity level. So for me personally, I try to involve the stakeholders and business owners, anyone, even if they're not familiar with UX, to be part of the process. Let's say, for example, that I have a few interviews, for example, like let's say five interviews with some of our target audience. We record those interviews, or even better, we get the stakeholders to be in another room. We call it observation room. So actually, these people are seeing what your users are doing, if you're doing a test, or they are listening to what people are saying. So this is really important because it creates a different level of understanding and empathy, and that really promotes a user-centered culture within the company. So one one thing that is important to understand is that there are two types of, uh, like, main two types of testing. So one of them is what we call a lab environment. So it's a bit like a fake environment, because we are inviting participants to test and give their opinions, but they, are not, they might not be real users or real clients. So that's kind of a lab environment, but that's a really useful way to test because we can gather qualitative insights. And the other way is actually understanding the behavior that people already have on the website. The only issue is that that type of behavior is usually based on metrics. However, there are some softwares as well that have a bit of observational data, for example, Hotjar and Yandex Metrica. So they allow us to actually see people, what are they doing on the website?
0: So you would always say you need both words.
1: Exactly, yeah. I
0: see. When I was talking to you last time, I remember that you are also coaching and mentoring others let's say, in a, in a company, they are very focused on, I would say, more traditional marketing ways. They are struggling with improving conversion rates from the page to the signups. How would you say the company that is currently not doing any of those things can start?
1: So, I mean, there are different ways to assess this, but it's really important to know at which stage they are because if they are doing absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. well, we need to understand why is that? Is it because of the company culture? Is it because they don't have Enough specialized uh, staff. Can we improve some of the skill set? Can we increase some competencies? So I mean, it would it would depend a lot on the circumstances, but I would say that it's really key to have that alignment within the team because I've seen like really huge companies, and especially when I was doing the project for Google, like very uh, big companies here in Portugal, and you would still not consider them. UX mature so that was not because of lack of resources it was just because how the team was organized and how the company's culture
0: and how how would you define the maturity so when is somebody mature in that sense
1: so in terms of CRO for example what I've mentioned about someone who is getting started and they are just doing random for example A-B tests I mean they are doing something because they are aware okay we need to test we can't just you know have something that we don't know if it's working or not. However, they are still not mature because they don't know what should be done in terms of testing. And on the other hand, we have a company that already has a culture of testing and they also do research. So it's a bit understanding those behaviors. And
0: When you were working at Google, did you have this maturity there? So were you able to build upon a company culture that was very familiar with the concept of testing and then pursue tests in a better way compared to other companies where maybe you didn't have that maturity?
1: So we actually were working on that. Like we were working with mostly external. So my main goal was a focus on Portugal to help companies improve the mobile experience. And one of the things we found is that the issue was related to the maturity level in terms of UX, in terms of CRO. So that was something that was really important for us to explore and focus on because we felt like at some point there was not much we could do. He was not just about, for example, workshops or teaching or awareness. He was really the whole system of how a company works. Mm -hmm. One piece of advice I always give is really integrating the stakeholders. UX designers complain a lot because (laughs) we say that our efforts are not valued, but we need to show, like, what are we doing?
0: Okay, so always showing your results that you had and what exactly. your your efforts. Okay, okay, get it. Can you do this differently than only showing it by, let's say we improved a certain metric
1: So those are more related to the business goals, which are important, like we need to track those. But sometimes some changes are not going to have uh, immediately effect on those metrics. However, we are thinking in terms of long-term and there are some user experience metrics we can use. So for example, if you are doing a test, let's say before no one would be able to complete one task, the task could be checkout or uh, something like that. Even in, in an app, like a task that someone needs to do. And after uh, the improvement, then maybe people would be able to complete the task or even complete the task in less time. So, time spent on task is one very common um, metric as well in UX. And then there's also the attitude and the perception, for example, are users actually happy? So, some of those uh, scales like uh, customer satisfaction, net promoter score. So those are important to measure as well like what is the real impact on people how are they feeling about it
0: yeah that's a very interesting thing because maybe it improves the business metric on one hand so you think oh it's going better but in the end when you see the net promoter score or they're worse at performing a certain task maybe the test wasn't successful at all so that's why i think those are sometimes even more important
1: exactly